Welcome back. Guess who's back? I know. I know. I know. Okay, for those who have not, you know, listened to the first and second episode and have no idea and this is new to you, welcome to Forget the Walls podcast. My name is Elizabeth and I am your host. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing well. Listen, today's going to be really different, but like I've said at the other episode, I take orders. I take heavenly orders, okay? Um, I don't really pick the topics and I don't pick the focus points. I just take orders and I execute the um, the assignment, okay? So with that being said, I've been given orders to do this particular topic, maybe just to set the tone uh, myself. And I didn't think that I would be doing a, an episode by myself so early on, you know? But like I said, I take orders, So um, this is where we're at. The topic today is vain religion and real relationship. From vain religion to real relationship. Do you even care? Do you know what that means? Nope, you don't. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. This one is hard. This one is really hard for me. Um... I didn't quite know how to start this topic. I say start because I truly believe it's one of many um, conversations. Um, it is bigger. This conversation is bigger than the experience of one person. And it's definitely bigger than the opinions of individuals. Nevertheless, this is one of the most important, most triggering, most divisive topics there is. And any other topic that you think is more alarming, I bet you if you dig deep, you will see that it is rooted in the confusion of this one issue. I was going to say that this is an issue that is um, waging war in the Western world. But this crisis is not, it's not limited by geographical locations. This is indeed a human crisis, a worldwide crisis it does not take a genius to see that our world is hurting the land and the people are hurting yet we are divided by opinions and beliefs i try to get my point across you try to get your point across before you know it our ideas are no longer the ones across from each other we are it's me against you now right because our our beliefs differ all in the name of opinions and beliefs we lose sight of what is important our human lives How come if I don't believe you or you don't believe me, suddenly I'm reduced in your sight, you are reduced in mine? Is is it possible to listen more than we seek to be heard? Yet I am learning every day that hearing is not understanding. Hearing is a mere, a mere response, immediate, a response. It could be a response to noise, noise. While understanding is a responsibility. Your responsibility, my responsibility, our responsibility. It's not immediate. It, it, it takes time. It takes intentionality. It's, it takes conscious effort. If you've ever paid attention to anything, any idea, any concept, any person, you will find that the more time you spend on it, you understand more. Your understanding elevates and it evolves and you're able to make meaning of something that was maybe once foreign to you. I say all of that to say this. What you will hear today, you don't have to understand right away. You don't have to agree with anything. But because this issue is so important, 
so innate to our history, our culture, our social and political spaces. And I say our because at this point, if you don't see that we are divisively divided by walls and it's not really you against me now, if we want to survive, if we really want to survive, because no one is born with the things we fight about. We develop them. We build them. And surely we can dismantle them if we try. But it can be hard because we can be blinded by them. And maybe sometimes people practice something so long that it becomes part of their their identity and they cannot disconnect from that thing. But that's what we're trying to promote here. Identifying and then taking action. But if you don't acknowledge and understand, you don't even get to the point of action. So what's the issue today? What's the topic today? Religion. Sorry, I got too close to the mic. I got excited. (laughs) Religion. I've been raised on religion. And I can tell you now, if somebody asked me, Elizabeth, what's the difference? I would tell you that I would tell you that I think the difference between vain religion and real relationship is the exposure to power and revelation. And if you don't know what the heck that means, stick around and we'll talk about it some more. Okay. All right. So the reason why this topic is so important to me is because I've experienced things that nobody can tell me. You cannot tell me that God does not exist. You cannot tell me that God isn't love and you cannot tell me that God isn't living um, experiences I'm not going to spook you when I say this or maybe I will but I'm going to say it anyway I've been in my room by myself in need like in great need of help because I was struggling with something for like I don't know it was probably I was struggling I was struggling with something on and off and then I, I I was like constantly struggling with it for maybe like 2 or 3 days and I just had enough okay and I literally woke up and I was so confused and at this point I would say to you that I've been exposed to relationship you say relationship with who Lizzie for people that don't really know what I'm talking about relationship with God I'm just going to be out straight. I, I recorded this thing like six times trying to cut around the corners, trying to trying to frame it really nice. So, you know, I ease people into the to, to the stuff, but I'm just going to be out straight. Um, I didn't have any pastor here in my room. I didn't have any prophet, any bishop. I didn't have anybody but me and God. And I woke up literally I don't remember if I was telling him how I was feeling which was a lot of just complete I was just tired like I really just wanted help and I wanted um the source of my frustration to be cut off and I wanted to stop and I okay so I just got down I started um singing started telling him like I need help I need help. I need help. Like, 
was praying and crying at this point because the level of frustration was over the top and I felt in my spirit um just stand up just stand up and I stood up and put your hand in your stomach and I put my hand over my stomach and I literally just started saying my body is a temple of God and I repeated it and I repeated it and I repeated it and I repeated it and I was crying (laughs) and then I lost control of my body smacked my lip on my chair and then I started screaming but this scream was not even like me like I am this is very uncomfortable it's a very uncomfortable scream that I wouldn't do to myself if that makes sense because it was a very like it didn't it was like if I was screaming like that myself it meant that I didn't care if I really broke my you know my lung my throat my my voice box anything it was very aggressive the scream very very aggressive out of nowhere in my house and I didn't stop I didn't stop saying what I was saying my dad had rushed into the room because he thought something I think he thought something fell I think my chair must have fell while I lost control of my body and 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 then my dad walked in and he was talking to me actually (laughs) so he's like trying to talk to me like what's happening and he's obviously seeing like I'm not responding to him and then at this point I was just I I knew that something is going on here um and then I just kept repeating it and repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. I didn't stop. wasn't going to stop because I knew God was doing something. And then my mom came into the room and I didn't stop. I sat down and she came, she held my head and then I felt in my spirit, it's done. And I just kept, I didn't even know what to say. Wait, I did not know what to say. I sat there and I didn't really know what to do because I knew something had happened. I knew something definitely happened. Something was definitely. And then I felt in my spirit, just something said, it's going to take some time to heal. And I thought, am I crazy? Because, you know, the word of God says, who the son says free is free indeed. Like, I'm not, why should I, why should it take time? And this was evidence to me. So what happened was, first of all, immediately my back was a little bit messed up. So over the course of three days, I saw the physical reaction of what happened that day it was like my body was um responding it was like I had surgery and then my body was like trying to heal um for just three days and I think after that I think I was more or less almost back to normal maybe my my chest and my throat um took a little bit to to heal but um yeah I I just me and God, and he healed me that day. And I remember kneeling and telling him, holding on, holding on to my duvet and saying to him, right now, I am like the woman with the issue of blood. I need you. And, um, yeah, he came through. And I share that story because it's one of the moments where 
God in his mercy revealed his power. Revealed his power to me. Revealed his power to me through his love. And I didn't do any spells or any weird stuff. I literally just spoke to him. Through prayer. I'm tired of this. It didn't make I was it didn't make any sense. I was like, how can I be your daughter and like this can be violating me, like <laughs> torturing me. And I spoke to him like a daughter would speak to a father and he heard. I spoke to him like a daughter would speak to a father and he heard. And I share that story um, because it really was a miracle, point blank period. (laughs) Um, I share that story as an example of power. um, But I also know that it's, I was able to get to that point with him because of the type of relationship that we were developing. Now, when I say we, Truthfully, it's 90% God and 10% me. That's how I see it. I think the 10% is the choice that I make to agree with him. Says, trust in me. I say, okay. It's hard. I can't really see stuff half the time, but okay. And then 90% 90 is him even bringing me to the point where I'm able to consider trusting in something I cannot really physically see till moments like this. Now, what I just explained was just an example. I told you guys it's just been a year with me and God, right? In a relationship, right? In that year, there's so many, so many moments where he has been more real than my family members that I live with. And that's the 100% truth. You don't get that with religion. You don't get that with religion. I I was only able to get to that point um, because of the progress that we were having in our relationship. I don't know how to explain that better. So basically, like, relating with him relating with him as a father and and a savior and a friend um he was able to teach me stuff day by day and prepare me for something like that god can reveal himself to us in different ways right but the one thing i know about his character him as a source that's different from any other source is that he cares about our character Because he cares about how we treat ourselves. He knows that that will affect how we treat other humans. He cares about our character more than anything. So anything that he gives or he teaches, he does it to improve the quality of our character. Now, if you don't believe in God and you're unable to grasp this, first of all, I've heard this many times, but I know it to be true now. You can only experience God at the level that you want to. He's not forceful. He does not impose himself on anybody. 
he's always there. And when you acknowledge him, like if you don't say, hey, come in, he's not just going to barge in. He could hang out at your street, hang out at your street and maybe around your house and stuff like that. I don't know this is like metaphor, but I mean it like he could be around. He's always around. If you don't want to know him, he's not going to impose or force himself on anyone. That's the gift of choice that he's given, which is, you know, to stay killing us. But it it makes him who he is, a just God who doesn't force you to worship him. The gospel of Jesus is like the perfect piece of the puzzle to what's missing in our human experience because you find that as a human being even if you don't believe in God you find that you always want something to satisfy you the search for satisfaction means that there is something missing inside and you want to fill that if there was no void there would be no need for fulfillment fulfillment there would be no need to fill yourself with anything to satisfy you if there was no void so human universal human experience is there is a void within us all that is filled with different things depending on the path that we fall into or the path that we take in our lives so that's there and from my understanding that's there so that we have space for him and i think it's important that i share with you that When it comes to humans and God, it's personal. It's personal. You have to want it and seek it yourself. It's easy to not believe. That's easy. It doesn't require anything. But you got to seek it yourself. And I'm so sorry for people who have received the message in a box with a bad wrapping paper misrepresented God being misrepresented I'm so sorry because that's what religion does it's a bad wrapping paper and relationship tears everything apart tries to find out what the gift is pulls out the gift focuses on the gift sees the quality in the gift I'm so sorry if you have been exposed to religion. Religion does not reflect God. It doesn't. Coming, going to church and ticking the box of Sunday morning ritual. Not even routine, ritual. Does not say anything about you and God. Religious people are far from God. And you might think that's a strong statement, but I'll I'll put it like this. I like to say religious people are like fans. So I could be a fan of Beyonce right now and follow her in everything and be up to date. All her music, know all the words, watch every single one of her interviews basically stalk her so much that I might even sound like her but you know what the reality is she doesn't know me and I don't know her she does not know me and I do not know her 
I am a fan. I am a fan. But if you if you speak to her daughter, now her daughter knows her. Her son knows her. Her children know her. They know their mother and their mother knows them. And that's the difference. Everybody else that's in love. I love Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> You're a fan. You don't know Beyonce. You have an idea of her. Hmm? Is, is that making sense? That's really what religious people are like. Now, let's say that I was a fan and then I got to meet her. So I had an encounter with Beyonce. Then we connected. We developed a relationship. Transition. And now, and then I start hanging out with her. And now we build a relationship. And now our lives kind of are intertwined in a way. And we start to have an effect on each other. You know, know? now I color and she calls me and I can talk to her about what's wrong. She can help me out. We are relational beings. He made us that way. Surely. We must be made to relate with one another and with him. You know, when this topic came to me, I really was trying to find a way to present it in a way that an atheist who does not believe in God can see that, listen, I know what religion sounds like. I know what it looks like, but it does not represent God. I wanted to find a way to say that without just straight up talking about God and I struggled because I I didn't want to put somebody who doesn't believe in God off I wanted them to have the opportunity to be able to hear this and be like okay if you're saying all the things I've seen and heard doesn't represent God then who is God I wanted to give him that opportunity to ask, who is God? And then maybe, maybe God, maybe I do want to know who you are. Because I'll tell you this now. I was raised in a household where, you know, everybody claimed to be a Christian. Nobody practiced really what it meant to follow Christ. Not really. Morally good people, yes. But that's different from... Being Christ-like, living like an image bearer. Religion is vanity. Religion is a dysfunctional system that divides, that shares hatred, that is poor in knowledge. Knowledge of, of spiritual revelation. I might add, spiritual revelation does not mean you know it all. It means in that moment you're giving what you need to progress in your relationship and so I, 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 I do, I do mean it. Um, and I will share this story. Um, I met these lovely girls, um, a couple months, couple months back, maybe a year now. And I was really excited about meeting new people. I was really excited about it. And um, so we, we had planned a date. We all kind of went out. We're hanging out, and very soon, like, the conversation. Um, it was attached to religion. I believe in God was immediately attached to everything that they knew about religion. And so 
let's just say that I lost a friend. (laughs) And I felt bad. I was trying to explain, like, no. Like, I have to love. I have to love. Like, trying to explain. and, And, yeah, I basically lost let's say she was a potential friend because we were just getting to know each other properly definitely lost a potential friend because she felt as though if I believed in God then I I I was you know in alignment with the system religion and I couldn't disconnect it for her because God and religion was the same It, it actually it hurt me and in that moment, I had to then decide would I practice what I was preaching because I had to treat somebody with love even though they were treating me unfairly because I didn't do anything to her and she wouldn't be so nice to me anymore. <laughs> and um, it's in moments like that I'm like, damn, like, oh man, God, I wish you would show this person like this is who you are or and they wouldn't automatically see me as an opponent. Um, so like I said, the power of God is real. But power can come from anything. However, when God reveals himself to you, whether through revelation or, you know, like it could be, you know, everyday encounter. Sometimes you see God in people. I met a girl had like... Her characteristics, the character traits that she possessed challenged my character because she expressed love in the most innocent way, but she didn't believe in God. And I just felt like, dang. Some people say to me, well, you just said that they have amazing character. Does that not count for something? And I asked myself the same question, but I'll tell you this, guys. So I was... I'm still praying for this person and I know that God is going to, I pray and I know that God is going to touch their hearts at some point and show himself to them because he, he needs to do that. But you also need to respond. So even as you're hearing this, like how open is your heart? You know, but um, yeah, this, this, amazing girl I man she's just incredible um so I was praying I you know I'd be praying for her and stuff like that because because we were working together at some point a lot our, our shifts were really close together at some point and then I was praying for her and I was like god please let's reveal yourself to her next thing you know a couple of days later she pulls me and she says Lizzie I had a dream I said oh yeah but then she tells me the dream and it's not so pleasant. I said, oh God. And I was really new in my faith. So I didn't know if I had the right to try to translate this dream to her. But it was not a very nice dream. It was, it was, it was, um, it was like a, it was like a, like a stop sign. You know, when you're driving really fast and there's just a lot of stop signs. This dream was like a lot of stop signs. And um, I didn't really know what to say. But in that moment, I realized, like, it's true. Being morally correct 
putting our moral, what we consider to be morally correct, putting it um, against what God considers to be morally correct, it, it doesn't stand a chance. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And I know that may be complicated to understand, but that's why you have to get to know him for yourself. Right? But yeah, that's really what I wanted to share. The the level of misrepresentation um, is disheartening. Um, it's disturbing. It's discouraging. Um, when it comes to humans and God, it's personal. It's not some ritualistic system where you tick a box or you do this and you do that. And you don't. It's not. It's a relationship. And it's when you get to know him, it starts to make sense. He starts to teach you, help you on a personal level when you become exposed to a deep revelation of who God is. And I'll tell you now, I've been in my room and I've just cried with, I'll be shaking, like, just overwhelmed. Like, how is it that you love me so much? And I would literally feel his love. It's crazy. <laughs> and um, in those moments, nobody can tell you he's not there. No one. No, no one. He's there. He loves. He cares. And he's not the God that religion paints him to be. He's a personal, loving, caring. He's a little bit of a disciplinarian. (laughs) He believes in consequences. But he's a good father. What good father wouldn't believe in consequences? He cares about your character more than anything. Because he knows your character will affect your brother and your sister. Because he knows the one will affect the whole. We're intertwined. There's nothing that is isolated really. Everything falling to affect the other. So with that being said, I hope that it's late. I'm recording this late. So I might have a little bit of a nice night voice. I hope that this helped you understand that there is a distinction between what you see religious people do. And what you can experience in a relationship with the person who made you, if you are willing. Hey guys, just a couple things before I help out. First thing is I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, Second thing is thank you for watching. Third thing is... Um, we're probably going to be having this conversation with other people, people that believe in God, people that don't believe in God, people that believe in the new age enlightenment, um, situation, just people from, you know, across, across the spectrum of religion and stuff like that. Like I said, I don't really stand for religion. I stand for relationship and I believe in the power and the revelation of Jesus Christ. So that's me. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, after listening to this, I would just employ you to ask yourself, like, where do I stand? Um, am I practicing religion? Am I practicing relationship? And if you are somebody who you are not practicing either, you don't even 
you're not even sure if you believe in God, it's still worth um, just taking some time to explore this aspect of human experience. And it's my hope that, you know, we come to a place in society where what I believe and what you believe don't have to turn you and I against each other. We can love each other anyway. Till next time, I love you, Elizabeth. All right.